Welcome to Eclipsed, a Heroes podcast where two old school Heroes fangirls rewatch the show and defend its honor. My name is Keisha. And I'm Rachel. And this week is our final little bit of bonus content. We are going to dive into both the writer's strike that we've mentioned several times before, but we're really going to get into what happened there, as well as what was supposed to have occurred in a forgotten and lost volume of season two before said writer's strike pretty much upended everything, not just in this show, but all over the industry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's about summed it up. Yeah. Yes. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> no. Um, but first, I wanted to do a little thing that I basically bullied Rachel into letting me do. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, no disagreement. <laughs> um, since Halloween is right around the corner, as we are recording this, it is this Saturday. I thought it would be fun to just give you a small list of stuff you could watch that feature our favorite boys and gals from the show. Because some of them have done a lot of spooky or creepy uh, work in television and in film. So, um, yeah, do you want me to just get into it? Why don't you start us off with Milo? I sure will, because he is the overachiever of all of this. If you are in the mood for something featuring Milo Ventimiglia, boy, are you in luck, because the boy has a lot of choices. Um, He was in, does anybody remember... That, and I'm laughing because it's, it's, it's known to be kind of corny. Uh, there's a movie came out like, oh god, it was like 2004 or something. It was before Heroes. Um, or maybe right around the time. But it was called Cursed and it was a werewolf movie, a high school werewolf movie. And it's kind of cheesy. And he's in it. He is absolutely in it. He is a classmate in that movie. He's also in Kiss of the Damned. So, you know, Vampire Mile, Moyer Speed, you can have him in that. He's in a really fucked up apocalypse movie called The Divide that I encourage you not to watch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he'll never quite look at them the same way again. And my favorite of the list, he is in a movie called Pathology, which came out in 2008. And he plays a med student named Ted Gray, uh, uh, last name, who is like, you know, top of his class. And he joins this elite program, this elite pathology program. And the top students, they invite him into their inner circle, and you know he uncovers that they they play a gruesome little game. They they try to uh, they try to commit the perfect undetectable murder. So then everyone else competes to figure out the cause of death. It's uh, it gets real out of hand real fast, and he's totally naked in it. Anyway, um, so <laughs> <laughs> give the people what they want. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, do you want to tell us what Mr. Mr. David Anders has done? Sure, that, that we have on the list anyway. We have The Revenant. Mm-hmm. It's not the Leonardo DiCaprio bear movie, okay? <laughs> oh shit, there are two of them now, aren't there? Yeah, this was out before that. Um, it's an indie horror movie oh, where he basically plays a soldier who dies in battle and yet comes back and is alive, is undead. It's kind of a horror comedy where they're kind of like figuring out the rules of that. So it's also really sad at the end. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's got a bummer ending, but um, mm-hmm. it is it is pretty fun to see him in it. So and I didn't. And, and, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I was gonna say no, no. Continue with the revenant because I just thought of something else too. So oh no, no, because I was just like the guy likes playing zombies. <laughs> yes, because like yeah, if you want some more zombie, you can go to iZombie where he is. The asshole of the piece, so... Mm-hmm. Which is, like, the reason that I'm actually going to watch that show someday. <laughs> and if you like the the uh, Haunting of Bly Manor, and you like the chef in it, he is also a main character in iZombie. Yep. Mm-hmm. And now he's become the second reason, because I really enjoyed him in Bly Manor. He deserved more screen time. Like, mm-hmm. a lot more. Mm-hmm. Away from all that other bullshit. <laughs> um. <laughs> <sighs> Alright, so moving on. Um, Adrian Pazdar was in a movie directed by Catherine Bigelow called Near Dark, which is a, a really, really underrated still little vampire movie. He plays the, uh, he, he plays the himbo of the piece. He's, um, <laughs> he's like the, the young, dumb farm boy who ends up getting involved in this group of vampires because love, aw. 
Um, it doesn't end well. <laughs> so, but it, it's an awesome. <laughs> it's an awesome vampire movie. Um, yeah. All right. So for Hayden, she was in Scream Four. I haven't seen it. You'll notice most of these I'd be like, I don't know what you're talking about because I just don't generally this watch is, horror movies. This is why but... I said that I bullied Rachel into it because yeah, yep. I watch We're... horror movies. You're more the expert than I am, so I'm just like, eh. So she was in Scream Four, which I remember Just, Justice for vaguely. Kirby. She was so good in that. <laughs> and if you want something spooky, but not a movie or a TV show, she was also in the game Until Dawn. Where she did a lot of the mocap in it. Um, yeah, it's a fun little quick time event game because it's basically like watching a movie. Your choices affect the ending, etc. If you don't want to play it, you can go watch a couple people do Let's Play on it. It uh, it has a stacked cast. She's yes. one of many great people in that. Isn't isn't Rami Malek in that? Yes, I was like I couldn't remember his damn name. Yeah, he is yeah. in it. Um, and uh, who the fuck else? He was on, she like, said, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, Brett Dalton! Brett Dalton was yes, in that. Yes, yes. It's basically a bunch of teenagers go up to this um, cabin in the middle of nowhere and things ensue. As they do. And they have until dawn to survive. Hey, Spookums. name of the game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, Allie Larder has the distinction of being in the OG cast of Final Destination. Mm-hmm. As well as showing up in Resident Evil, in the Resident Evil film series. So, that's pretty swell. I've, yeah. I've seen, she's good in that, too. Like, she's, she's pretty good in the, in Resident Evil. Um, do you want to take, do you want to take Quinto Bean, who actually sure. does not have any horror movies on his resume, which is really impressive. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's too only... classy for that shit. Cough, cough. I love how you put two things, and then I know there's a third. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. There's only two. Only well, two. He he was in American Horror Story season one and two. Season one, a very bit part. Season two, much larger part. Season two of American Horror Story, moi, if you've never seen it, Asylum. Ugh. Sometimes it feels like me and Rachel are the only people who love Asylum the most, but here we all are. <laughs> and he's also in uh, the TV series Nosferatu. What's that? <laughs> Some kind of vampire series. I don't know. Mm, that doesn't sound like a real thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was reading it and thinking about it, and I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I was like, mm, no. <laughs> that doesn't seem right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Just a collective fever dream. We can all just, you know, it didn't happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man, everyone's got to eat, so mm-hmm. more power to them, I guess. All right. Sorry, it's... <laughs> It's particularly funny considering how he's uh, presented his career very vocally. So, you know. About not wanting to play a villain. That and also just he's so pretentious. And I say that as a fan. Like, mm-hmm. yes. wow, talk about something that's so not that. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Um, uh, Kristen Bell was also in Scream 4. And I had forgotten that. Mm. <laughs> I believe she's the big kill in the beginning. Ah, oh, gotcha. Yeah. My cat's being weird. What are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? Wow. She's seeing demons. All right. <laughs> Probably, you know. Cool, cool, cool. Mm-hmm. Um, Do you want to mention any of the other ones in particular? What are you doing? I, I don't know any of the other ones in particular, looking at this, other than... Because I've not seen the ones that Jack Coleman was in. Me either. I just, I just know he was in them. Where's when you need her? <laughs> Our resident Please. Coleman expert. Come on. Yeah, yeah. right? Ring, ring. <laughs> beep, beep that name out, but you know who you are. If you're listening, you know exactly <laughs> who you are. She won't care. Uh, <laughs> she'll be like, why, yes, I am. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Jack Coleman was on a TV series called Nightmare Cafe. Yeah, I know, right? And he was also on a mini series called Kingdom Hospital. Both of them were apparently spooky, according to the internet. But we haven't seen them. So <laughs> take our word for it. Sure. Uh, but I do know about Greg Grunberg. He was in Hollow Man. So mm-hmm. the, the Kevin Bacon classic Hollow Man that I saw way too young. Um, I bet he's been in a lot more as like little bit parts and shit like Grunny? that. 
look and I was personally surprised that I did not find any. Like that is not surprising because really. I would have guessed more. I'll try to look. Hold on. I I, I was really quite shocked by that because he shows up on lots of other kinds of things, but. Yeah, oh my god, though, like, off-topic-ish, his his cameo in uh, The Boys was mwah. Mm-hmm. Was wonderful. Oh, he's in Castle Rock, that's right, but I haven't seen it. No. So, that's the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Stephen King's Castle Rock that I haven't seen. Anyway, um, uh, Leonard Robert, uh, Roberts, who played DL, uh, Justice for DL, was on Buffy. <laughs> He, he was a big part of season four of Buffy. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Eccleston, who... What are you doing? Cat is flipping out. <laughs> what are you doing? She's seen ghosts. She's getting I to the spook. Guessed. I guess so. Uh, Christopher Eccleston, who we all know as the very lovable and, and just cuddly uh, Claude, was... Uh, he shows up in 28 Days Later, and again, you're never going to look at him the same way if you see him in that, because, ugh. Um, and then, uh, finally, I would say she's, like, the MVP of the list, if not for Milo. Clea Duvall, who played Audrey in season one, uh, has quite the resume. She was in The Faculty, which is a classic. She was on an episode of Buffy. And she also shows up on the same American Horror Story season as Mr. Zachary Quinto. Mm-hmm. In fact, he kills her off screen. So, <laughs> <laughs> spoilers. spoilers. <laughs> we're doing we're doing the late spoiler alert, like in the video. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> yep. Yeah. So, heroes of horror. There's all kinds of options if you want to watch something creepy and kooky and altogether spooky that features one of the castmates of heroes. There you go. And if you can think of anything I missed or, or know of, please, please comment on our Discord or on our Twitter. Let us know. If you've seen yeah. one of the things, let us know. Yes, please. Mm-hmm. I need other people to talk about how great pathology is with me. It's <laughs> fucking wonderful. I love it. I own it. Anyway. Moving on to the topic of this week, though. Yes. The, the greatest villain that heroes ever could have faced. The writer Strike. Yes, Mm -hmm. ma'am. Do you want to take it away? All right. So let's talk just about the writer's strike a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, We're not. If you want to get into details of it, you can do your own research on it. But we'll talk about a little bit here. Give you a cliff's notes. From November fifth, two thousand seven, until February twelfth, two thousand eight, there was a writer's strike, and production on TV, movies, etc., all shut down. Uh, big sticking points for what they wanted in their new contract included uh, DVD sale percentages and new media, which I'm sure right now they're like shaking their fists with how prevalent a lot of that stuff is right now. And st- I think streaming oh. also was like a little talking point because it was in its like baby infancy. Oh, yeah, that was new media because mm-hmm. Hulu, many people forget, actually was a streaming service before Netflix was full streaming. Yep. Mm-hmm. So they wanted that Hulu money, first of all. Mm hmm. Yeah, who's been residuals, for a while? man? Yeah. Oh, yeah, and this threw all kinds of shit up in the air, especially for heroes. Mm-hmm. But in the end, they really didn't get exactly what they wanted out of the writer strike. After the several months of it, November, let's see, December, January, so three months worth of writer strike, mm-hmm. they got like a little bit of a um, pay increase. But other than that, like their main stuff that they wanted was like slid off the table. Yeah. So. Yeah. But, I mean, it just became one of those things where, unfortunately, they couldn't keep striking because they had to work. Mm-hmm. So it was nice that they got a little bit of, you know, what they wanted and are uncertainly that these issues, I think, are being considered more in future contracts with the writers, the various writers' guilds and unions. Um, but, yeah, that is the sad truth of it is they they got to eat. <laughs> so. And when we were starting the podcast up back in January, you were talking about how we were on the verge of another writer's strike. That, okay, that was a thing, and then Corona happened. That's what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. yeah. (laughs) We were like, oh, how timely. There might be another one about to happen or have just happened by the time we talk about this one. And then, yeah. 
Man, Correct. there's been all kinds of stuff happening with the uh, with um, the writers guilds and um, uh, representation, like agents of writers being fired. It's a whole thing. Mm-hmm. So, but then, but then Corona hit. So people had other things to be concerned about. That all got brushed aside for now. <laughs> no one gets <laughs> to work. Be, Boom. Yeah, it'll be interesting <laughs> to see if that you know rears its head again once more. I'm sure it will. So I think it's going to have a similar effect that the writer strike did. Um, I think a, there's going to be a new batch of shows that were like, maybe not as popular at first that were on streaming that like people binged and now are demanding more of. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a group of shows that like were doing really well, but this big hiatus is going to like lose a lot of people because they, you know, they were popular. Yeah. People aren't thinking about them during this whole thing. And then they come back and it's like, wham. Heroes really suffered from that. Yes. Big time. Yes. Um, but they weren't the only ones. I mean, the other, like, notable one I can always think of off the top of my head is Pushing Daisies. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. they got affected by the writer's strike pretty big as well, so. They did. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, so it was a bit of a kerfuffle, and it wasn't really fully resolved, but they had to get back to work. So mm-hmm. I would not be shocked if, like Rachel said, we saw this happen again. It it probably will, especially now that things are um, slowly going back into production. Mm-hmm. They're probably not ready to push happens. buttons, though. Exactly. Yeah. They're not going to get a vote good enough to, like, strike yet, I don't think. Not now, no. They'd have to wait until they'd been back to work for a while, I think. And then... Yeah. Mm-hmm. But... As we said, this completely upended their plans for what season two. I didn't do it my phone. <laughs> okay. God damn you. <laughs> All right, we're fine. Uh, oh, so, yeah. <clears throat> Where the fuck was I? Yeah, so basically their plans got completely upturned, but... They also realized that it was probably going to happen, so they were able to course correct mm-hmm. a lot better than some some uh, series were able to do. Um, but the fun thing, though, is that because they had their plans, and because of how Heroes shoots a lot of stuff at the same time, they actually already filmed some of the stuff from uh, what would have been episode 12 and 13 of the volume. Mm-hmm. Generations was supposed to be 13 episodes. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. They kind of, like, shoved it all back to 11. Like, eh, get back there. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, why don't you tell us what was supposed to happen in Odessa? Which we teased in our episode talking about the finale. The original plan was the vial was going to drop. Peter doesn't catch it. It breaks open and the virus is released. Whoops. Whoops Whoops-a-daisy. Um, we, there was like, I think on the DVD, which we didn't watch, shows the alternate ending. Cause I'm reading the, like my summary and it's like a lot, it sounds familiar to me, but you they see, show when it goes into the vents. Yeah. And the vents and we see yeah. it can spread out like mm-hmm. in Odessa. So they call a news conference like they did for, uh, at the end of the last season. And instead of Nathan getting shot, he collapses because oop, he has the virus. Oh no. So yeah, he's like. Trying, I don't. I don't think there was anything about wanting to tell people about powers either. I think he was just trying to warn people about the virus. Yeah, he wasn't sitting there trying to pull a Tony Stark. No, 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 no. He was just doing that. Nobody would believe them. Basically, is what it says. So yeah, like he was warning people about the virus, and then he collapsed. Mm-hmm. And I liked how that would have been because it'd be like, look, we fail too. It's not always going to be we save the world at the end of every season. Exactly. I, I also really like that, too. That that part of it. I'm not sure why they didn't think that that ending wouldn't sit with people as well as Nathan getting shot up. With the virus, like, not going out there. Mm-hmm. So I questioned that, like, why wouldn't that have been fine to leave on a hiatus? Yeah. So that was, like, the ending. There was a little bit more to it, though. Well, I mean, that was, like, planned. how Eleven would have ended. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> technically that wasn't supposed to be the finale. There was two more episodes... Which we get to see deleted scenes from. We sure do. Mm-hmm. And they sort of will, like, mention, like, what's happening in Odessa? But, like, yeah, Odessa is basically locked down. 
So mm-hmm. stuff's happening elsewhere. Uh, it would have been cool to see them deal with that very, like, closed room kind of situation, though, um, in Texas. Mm-hmm. And then uh, what what what, uh, what Peter did to, to really enforce the blockade sounded like it would have been pretty cool to see. Yeah, I was going to mention that with the Lost Volume stuff, so. Okay, cool. Because that's stuff we don't see, we just know about, but there's, like, some untold story stuff that we do have the footage of. Indeed. Um, yeah, so, if you look, what DVD is it? It's Season 2 DVD. Season 2 one, right? Mm-hmm. right? It's not a certain one, is it? It's not HD versus Blu-ray? No, I think it's, it's on all of them. them. Okay. There's a thing where if you have the HD things, you have different stuff than if you have the Blu-ray um, sets. Format wars are dumb. So, um, <laughs> if you're a psycho like me and you have both, but, um, anyway... So, if you look at your discs, or as we'll helpfully um, paste into our Discord, thanks to somebody on Reddit, um, they have the untold stories where they put together um, a lot of the footage that they'd already shot. And fortunately for this fangirl, it's a bunch of Siler stuff. Because so... they didn't have a lot of time with Quinto, so they filmed his stuff like as much as they could. Yep. They yep. had to have him while he still had eyebrows. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> <laughs> what? It would have been a real thing. Oh, I know. I know. I know. Yeah. Um, okay. So basically the big focus of it is uh, L has been tasked with taking Siler down following the regular events of Powerless at the loft. So... She's trying to track him down. Well, meanwhile, he's just having himself a field day <laughs> now mm-hmm. that he has his power back. Um, he just wants to gain, gain, and gain. So we see a restaurant in Fort Lee, and um, there's this guy, and he's eating, and he goes into the restroom, and Siler follows him in the restroom like a total creeper. And they do their thing, and Siler walks over to him, and he's like, hey, you're, you're Robert Keep, right? And he's like, uh, yeah. And he's like, oh, I was crazy about that skydiving accident. You know, he's like, he fell like, what, a thousand feet? Yeah. It was a lot. Not a scratch on him, though. (laughs) And, you know, he's just being like such a little, like, he's just being so, like, giddy, murdery, Siler. You know, our boy. (laughs) And, (laughs) And so Robert's really uncomfortable, as well he should be. Um, because never mind the fact that this guy's bringing up this accident that was apparently three years ago. Um, he's just straight up getting confronted in the men's room, which is just real uncomfortable to begin with. I was like, oh my God, strangers don't talk to strangers in the men's room. Like Jesus, Siler, learn social skills. Um, so he tries to do his thing on Robert, but well, I mean, the guy survived without a scratch because he has impenetrable skin. Kind of like uh, Luke Cage, so, mm-hmm. to give you, you know, a reference. And so Robert's like, ha-ha, sucker, you can't, you can't do whatever you're trying to do, cutting my head open, it doesn't work. And Siler is like, mm, I will not be, uh, I'll not be stopped by this, I'll figure something out. So <laughs> he figures out instead, he'll just, you know, walk like an Egyptian, so to speak, and get at his brain through his mouth and his nose. <laughs> that's what they used to do when they mummified people. Um, yeah, so uh, you gotta love him for his spontaneity, his ability to improvise, and his problem-solving skills. He absolutely kills him, so... <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's pretty brutal, because um, it's, it's also kind of funny, too, because in the scene, it doesn't have full visual effects um, applied, so you get to see, like, the wires, like, the <laughs> I love that shit. I love it so much. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so he he has he murders Robert Keep, and so now in this version of events, Siler has impenetrable skin, which would have made going to visit Claire not necessary. That would have eliminated that completely. Oh uh, yeah, that was our first little bit that we see, and it goes on to have L just miss this all occurring. She seems to be doing a lot of that, a lot of uh, just missing him. And so 
she's at the restaurant and she goes, you know, and tries to take pictures of the crime scene. And there's this cop who's like, hey, it's, you know, a closed crime scene. And she flirts with him a little bit and tries to gain information and asks if the brain was removed or messed with at all. And the guy's like, yeah, the whole thing. And you can see him on the ground just, like, fucked up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, his whole entire head is just, like, messed up. Like, his whole, like, yeah. Mm-hmm. Siler went in on this guy. So she leaves, and when she leaves, they lock eyes across the parking lot, Ellen Siler. And he's just, like, tee-hee in that very way that he probably used to do a lot with Audrey. You know, yep. he likes he likes the chase. It's fun. So we see a little bit of that. Um, do you want to talk about Bob being a bad dad? <laughs> <laughs> we saw a little bit with Bob and them, I think, like, at the the very first part, too, where he's like, oh, We do. You got to track down mm-hmm. Siler. Da, 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 da. Yep, yep. Um, so, yeah, he's like, you're so close all the time. I might have, you know, there's, I have so many agents that I can send out that would mm-hmm. love for the chance to take down Siler. She's like, no, daddy, I'm the best. (laughs) (laughs) So that's pretty much it. He's like, I'll get someone else. And she's like, no. And he continues as kind of being an asshole with his daughter. And we then get to see Siler take a new ability, which would help explain our can Siler teleport, particularly with the Danko scene that is upcoming. It would just for that. Yeah. Where he kills a chameleon girl who can pretty much make themselves invisible. And uh, we get to see, again, the unfinished VFX for all of that. We then have L going to Noah and his cell. He's been Hold on, hold on, hold on, Mm -hmm. hold on, hold on. So something that needs to be mentioned, though, is the goddamn dialogue in both these Siler scenes Mm -hmm. is is a treat and a half. Okay. Um, When he kills Chameleon Girl, he says Merry Christmas to me. Oh, God, right, yeah, Uh uh-huh. Like a fucking weirdo, mm-hmm. and I just need everyone to know that was my ringtone for like a long time. <laughs> because that would have aired right around that time. It probably would have been their one it going sure to, to freaking, yep. um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, he got exactly what he wanted. Bless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you have to give yourself your gift you want. You do. You do. Man, they would have been over for all those hoes <laughs> if he had a power like that. If he had both of those powers, dude. Yeah, I know. Talk about OP. Um, so as far as canon is concerned, he did not, does not have, no like, armor skin nor chameleon ability. Teleportation, nope. maybe. I don't know. Well. I don't know. Levitation, Holmes. Refer back to previous episode. <laughs> anyway, back to Noah's yep. new cell, which was referenced hey. way at the beginning by Bob. He's, like, you know, settling into his new digs, because he's not in that, like, Adam and Peter level cell. He's in, like, some darker level cell, which is very familiar. It looks more like the one Siler was originally held in. Quite likely. Or, like, a, a Heartsdale version of it. I dare say he's on level five. Hey, level five? What's that? <laughs> I bet there was an escape attempt that was never filmed. Oh, I could believe that, like... So he like got crazy. shoved down further. Got to keep his Absolutely. ball, though. He sure did. Like, he probably tried to get away from Bob when they were out, like, at the end of the episode. I could, I could see it yeah. fully. So, Noah wants to know who Elle's partner is because she's bitching about having to find Siler alone. She's like, what do you mean? He's like, your dad's a stickler for protocol. It's always two people. It's a partner. So you have a partner who's just hanging back, waiting for Siler to try to get your ability. Yum, yum, yum. And then they're going to step in and save the day. And I was like, no, I'm the best. What are you talking about? <laughs> I'm living for your L today. <laughs> My daddy would never do that to me. He loves me. And he's like, I don't know. You sound like bait to me, babe. <laughs> yeah, honestly. And, and and it's funny because look how she's treated with him later on in the retcon episode. Mm-hmm. She is bait to him. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Which led me to the question, who was Elle's silent partner? Is it literally the silent partner of the Haitian? Which is what Keisha said. Mm-hmm. Which I'm, it probably was. That's probably who would have somehow, been. some way. It would have ended yeah. up being that you needed some kind of ability like that in order to grab him. Um, um, but I much prefer your version of events, which is Mohinder. Yeah. My only problem with that is he's busy, probably in Odessa with the virus. Which yes, but then I said, mm, 
I don't know. You give him the ch- like the chance to have Siler in literal crosshairs, he might take it. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. We'll never know. It could yeah. be someone we never got to see yet. Yep. Someone who's never cast, etc. We'll never know. Never know. Fun to ponder on. Indeed. Uh, I'll take us to our quick little not Siler piece of information. Like one of the few unsiler. <laughs> Cut what? Scenes. What's that? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. In Japan. It is in literally everything but this. <laughs> literally everything but this. We oh. get to see a little bit of Hiro in Ando in Japan. And Hiro hey. is done with being a hero. He's never using time travel again. He is full on depressed. Ando's like, what do you mean it's your destiny? And he's like, don't talk to me about what my destiny is. You don't know what my destiny is. I've made people like Adam and Roe. And Ando's like, I'll, you know Did what? Did you? <laughs> <laughs> and Ando's like, You'll you'll stop time to save me. And Ando runs out into the road, gonna get hit by a truck. Hero knocks him all the way without using powers, and he's like, "No, I'm not using them again." We would have had a very different version of Hero going forward. Yes, because the hero we get at the beginning of season three is very much not this. No, no. So it would have been very interesting to see a more darker, depressed him trying to get back into who he was again. Plus, like, it just, it seems like it's just, you know, tap dancing ever closer to a soul patch and a ponytail. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And we all wanted it, so. And the scene references Odessa. Yes, it does. Because, like, 94,000 people are in lockdown in Odessa right now. That's why he's so fucking bummed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. Because I still Those think Adam would have ended up in a coffin. He would have done the same thing. Yeah. Because that vial had to drop one way or the other. Yeah, he absolutely must have ended up in the coffin because then the barber of it all would have let him out. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. And that was it for 212. Yes. Why don't you tell us about 213, which still kind of happens, but it was for episode 13. Yeah, so basically we only get one scene in the little package that they put together for 213. And... It's Angela walking through the halls of Prime Attack, the Hartsdale version, and she sees just the whole gang, really. Um, but let's say not not well. <laughs> um, it's one of her. It's okay. So they haven't confirmed in canon yet, have they? What she can do? Nope. Well, here you go. <laughs> mm-hmm. She has dreams. She has prophetic dreams. That's Angela Petrelli's power. So. Basically, we see her walking down the halls of Prime Attack, and it is a wreck. And as she walks down the hall, the further she gets down, there's, like, another dead body of someone that we know and Mm -hmm. love. Um, Hero is dead. Peter is dead. Noah is dead. Monica and Micah are dead. Matt is dead. Just all viciously killed. We see a new character choking Claire out. And then throwing her to the floor and beheading her by Claire. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then dragging her body away. We don't know this character yet, but his name is Knox. And he actually is in uh, the volume. So we will meet him. Mm-hmm. Um, then we see um, Knox joined by Maury Parkman. Hey, it's that guy again. Um, a woman who, you know, I thought you were like, hey, well, I thought I thought that we said R.I.P. to Nikki slash Jessica. Well, we sure did. Because, um, God, do we want to take this moment to talk about the triplets of it all and everything? Like, Sure. Like, I don't think at the time it was going to be triplets, but, you know. No, but it it makes sense, though, with what happens later of being like, oh, this was a thing that they were going to do. Yeah, go for it. Mm -hmm. This was a woman. um, Allie Larder was going to have yet another character, and it's not the one she ends up playing in these uh, future volumes. She was going to have a character called Barbara who was going to show up and it was going to be revealed down the line and it still is that a Dr. Zimmerman actually is responsible for a group of triplets who were then uh, it was so it was Tracy, Nikki and Barbara, Mm -hmm. right? And so... That gave Allie Larder the chance to potentially play a bunch of characters if something happened, you know? Like, it was a fun way for the writers to be like, oh, we don't know what else to do with Nikki and Jessica, but we still like Allie Larder, so let's give her something else. That's exactly what happened. Yep. Um, so we don't ever get to see Barbara in the show. She's just someone who would have been used. 
Um, but they do mention her in the comic. Mm-hmm. So that's fun. Um, but yeah, this would have been Barbara. And if you recall from the comics, uh, Adam Monroe talking about his future wife, who would come and rescue him from the coffin that Hero put him in, was probably going to be her. Yep. Because they're standing side by side together at the end of this dream. It's Knox, Maury Parkman, Barbara, and Adam Monroe. A group of villains, if you will. And they stand there facing Angela, staring her down. And then suddenly, who who puts his hands on her shoulders and appears behind her but Siler, The granddaddy villain of them all. And she wakes up with a jolt in the back of the cab that she's in. And uh, yeah, that, that was all they did for um, 213. And they had the, the very late spoiler, spoiler alert. alert. <laughs> <laughs> Flashing over it. God damn, we, we, we enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, so what's fun is taking the imagery of this particular dream, they're going to use a lot of that in another dream that she'll actually have in canon in during Villains. Mm-hmm. So. But there's going to be something different this time around with her and Siler. Mm-hmm. She said with a grin. So <laughs> I feel like they're almost yeah. trying to imply that in this one as well, but we'll talk about that quite likely when we get to yeah. it. Oh, <laughs> The, the, the field day we will have talking about that story. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, it's a favorite. <clears throat> so this was all stuff yeah. that was meant to be in mm-hmm. 12 and 13, where we'd see the beginning of the outbreak and yep. Siler's kind of having fun. I'm back party. <laughs> it sure fucking is. It, it, you know, he's just, he's getting, Stella's getting his groove back. You know, he's just, he's, he's doing his thing. I'm willing to bet that the Angela dream was the button on episode 13. That she Probably. was the, the um, Exodus thing or whatever. Probably, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, why don't we talk about Exodus? Dun, dun! Uh, Exodus, you say? What's that? <clears throat> the original third volume of Heroes. Hey. Hey. Heroes yep. season two was supposed to have not one, not two, but three volumes inside of it. I debate the wisdom of that, but do go on. Um, they had 24 episodes. 13 were going to be what we just saw generations. And then I think it was going to be mm-hmm. four or five for Exodus. And then the rest were going to be villains because they wanted to focus mm-hmm. on shorter storylines for the season. Which is not a bad idea. That in itself is not a bad idea. No. So, and, and frankly, villains probably could be shorter. So you know what? I'm going to say good idea. Good idea. They should have done this <laughs> anyway. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh. How do we want to begin? Um, Just anywhere you want. Anywhere man. I want. Like, yeah. So. The virus is loose. That is the main plot point of Exodus. Um, We see characters. We, we know from how the episode have ended that Matt, Peter, and Nathan are all stuck in Texas, in Odessa. Uh, I don't know. I don't think anyone else was in Odessa at the time. Um, We we were going to see Claire trying to get in to save her biological Mm -hmm. father. We would have had Mohinder down there. We would have had Maya come down there. Maya, whose whose, um, power might have conveniently been the cure. That was where it was all heading. Yes, yes, I believe she was meant to be the cure and she would have healed people of the virus. Yeah, she could just suck it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The guy that Peter met in um, the future, Agent Howard, was meant to be like the villain of this volume. <laughs> kind of like, I'm sure, well, keeping know, them out, you know, and stuff. Government agents, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you're. I mean, look at this. From what we found in our old notes and like interviews and stuff, um, people were going to get gunned down by the National Guard as they tried to leave uh, Odessa. Mm-hmm. Like, it was going to be a lot. So, I feel like this might have been their more, like, grim one, kind of how, how fugitives ended up. Yes. More real, capital R. So, yeah. And um, because as I've... Uh, before I get into what, what I see written here next, uh, I mentioned this in okay. the Discord. As I was researching this, Kring a lot of times would talk about in interviews how they didn't really have a plan and they liked to write as they went along. So there was no show Bible or anything. And so like, you know, us speculating and like trying to like come up with like ideas is probably entirely wrong, but fun. (laughs) Yeah. There there is no real right answer for a lot of stuff. So yeah. Yeah. That being said, 
as we said, Maya was going to be the end of the Shanti virus. She'd consume it. And as it says, she would either die because of consuming the virus or live on to start a romance with Mohinder, depending on the story arc and how it developed. God. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, a lot of, you know, thought and care and, uh, oh wait, no, it's not. <laughs> so, like, Maya gets to pretty much skip her whole heroic reason for being there going forward Plus, going through. that's basically what ends up happening to her anyway. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. nothing changes for her. Um, as we saw that um, in the on the other side of things, Elle is chasing Siler down. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we get to watch him roam the nation, yoink powers. And she- yeah, mm-hmm. and then you know they would have let Noah Bennett out of that cage. Oh, at some point <laughs> he would have. get him. Yeah. I bet L would have let him out. Oh, 100%. Mm-hmm. Because yep. if there's anyone who could come close, it's him. Mm-hmm. Well, it's Peter, but Peter's busy. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like so. they had to have Noah in the cage for the shit that Claire was probably going to try to pull to get into Odessa. He's mm-hmm. like, not my daughter, gotta keep the daughter safe. So they had to keep him elsewhere occupied. Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And what better thing to keep him occupied with than to hunt down his forever white whale? <laughs> we don't have a lot of information about Monica and Micah. No. What their storyline would have led to if um, Nikki would have survived it. <laughs> mm-hmm. We honestly do not know. Because um, some of their stuff, honestly, that was in um, the final episode, they might that might have been pulled through into like another episode even. Like, I don't know if the Nikki explosion would have happened right in. Yeah, that's true. If she, that would have, like, bled into 12. I mean, ugh, yeah. I don't know. I do not know. It, it's it's hard to say. Because there isn't any real information out there about what would have been ahead for them. And I mean, it, it's nice, though, because it shows you that they were going to keep Monica around. Yes, because she died in the prophetic dream. Yep. So they would have been up to something. Um, yeah. Not not what happens, though. Mm-hmm, <laughs> so. hmm so um because yeah exodus would have been like a lot of company stuff too them trying to keep the company quiet and that's why they were gonna let odessa fall right yeah that was exactly it as agent howard was supposed to just let the outbreak kill the town Mm -hmm. to keep the company secret and then obviously caitlin was lost because the virus didn't outbreak yeah yeah there was more patrolly family building ahead of villains Um, and then yeah, it pretty much would lead into what we saw for villains. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's like they're saying, you know, like, the loss of Exodus came a strong disconnect between generations and villains. I wouldn't say a disconnect between those, per se. Um, but there's definitely some cool stuff they could have done that it's not their fault that they didn't get the chance to do, so... It's a lot of, like I said, they picked up the rug for season three and tried to sweep as much of season two under it as possible. They sure did. Which, because they know. changed their mind about where it was going to go. Mm-hmm. And some people are just gone without very much explanation. Some people die. Yep. Uh, you'll you'll see all that coming up. Um, but, you know, Exodus isn't the only casualty of the writer's story. No, it is not. Do you want to tell us about Origins? Do you want to tell us about Origins? I did a lot of talking about can, other things. I, you're like, I'm done talking. I would like to <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell us about Origins. Tell us about Heroes <laughs> Origins, Keisha. Sure will. So, okay. You need to keep in mind the thing that we've been harping about since the beginning of this podcast. This show was fucking huge. It was a giant success for NBC. So, following that, of course they would want more, 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 more of it. Not only did they, you know, have plans to have another long season with, um, you know, season two originally being, you know, what was it, 25 episodes? 24, 25, yeah. 24, yeah. The usual, like, broadcast network Mm -hmm. amount. Um, They also greenlit a spinoff series called Origins um, that was ordered during the 2007-2008 season. The idea of the show was that they would be self-contained. And god damn it, this shit would really go over now. You know, it really mm-hmm. would. Um, 
this was meant to be an anthology, basically. Yep. And before American Horror Story came around, nobody did anthology series. Not really. Not really. No. Sometimes you would get the odd one here or there. But Ryan Murphy came along and busted that door open, and then everybody did anthology series again. So, man, this shit could still work, is what I'm mm-hmm. saying. But anyway, the show was going to introduce a new character each week, and then viewers were going to get the chance to select who would stay on and join the actual show, which is also kind of fun. Yeah. Um, it was supposed to air after the completion of the second season. Um, but, you know, hello, hey, Rider Strike boo uh they postponed it and it was a real real shame for us genre people out there because they had some cool plans um they were going to talk about the meaning behind the helix symbol finally um they had an incredible group of people that were signed on to work on this uh kring was going to be one of them he was going to write the first episode um, John August was going to write one. Kevin Smith was going to write and direct an episode. Eli Roth and Michael Doherty were also going to do this, um, which would have been insane. Mm-hmm. That would have been fucking insane. Eli Roth's Heroes Origins. Oh, my God. Um, but, yeah, sadly, on April 3rd, the day after they announced their primetime schedule, Ben Silverman confirmed that it had been canceled and it would not move forward. Which, again, is a huge shame. And if there's anything that they could bring back, it would be this, I think. Mm-hmm. Since we're never going to get anything else, and the comic <laughs> book just continues to languish in hell, then, uh, god damn, why can't we do something like this? Why? Why can't we do something like this? They're bringing back the most random shows, Rachel. Like, why can't we get another shot at this? I don't know. It's so They're scared of it. Irritating. It's like, you know, it's like black mold. They don't want to touch it. I know, but it. if they... I know, but if they did it like this, it would be so cool. It w- I agree. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't matter if whoever wasn't involved. Mm-hmm. So, And they could still draw in some people for cameos who would be willing to do it. So, yeah. Yeah. I'm just going to be angry now. Because <laughs> they, they originally wanted to do this to buffer the hiatus. Because there was a drop in ratings yeah. between season one and season two. And so, oh, if we did a little longer, kept the hype going, maybe the, the uh, viewership drop wouldn't be as as bad. Which, the numbers Which they were getting still idea. would make anyone now jealous. Oh my god. Oh. Uh, you're you're going to hear me just rage into the night when we finally finish our proper watch. Because the numbers they got cancelled on are numbers that a show would fucking murder for now. Mm-hmm. That's how unfair it all is. At the time it was shows that some shows would have murdered for that. It was still kind of high. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So so write to your, you know, so tweet at NBC <laughs> that you would like Heroes Origins to be, you know, un- unearthed from the ground. It's going to end up being at some point someone's going to want to reboot this shit. It's not going to be like a revival like um this is what they should have done instead of reborn. So they're going to want to reboot it 100%. Mm. Peacock can, Maybe. is going to want to reboot yeah. it or some shit like that. I wonder what the streaming numbers are on Peacock for it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, there's no way to find out. So. No. But yeah, that would have been cool. Now I'm forever, I'm just going to be sad for the rest of the night <laughs> thinking about what a fucking Eli Roth Heroes Origins could have been like. Or Michael Doherty, for that matter. Holy crap. What could have been? Ugh, indeed. Isn't that just the point of this whole episode? <laughs> it is. It truly is. What could have been? It truly is. Yeah. So... Is there anything else we should mention? Well, do we want to do want to do a little talk about what we wish there was in um an Exodus volume, and or what could have happened in Villains instead of what did happen? <laughs> if we have oh, anything God. that we think like, would have um changed having Exodus in there. Well, here you start, and then I'll I'll butt in because like I I need I need someone's like I need I need the well without being too spoiler about what's to come to painted in the uh-huh. show. I feel like a certain character that we mention a lot that we haven't seen yet uh-huh. might not have shown up in Villains. You think? I think so. It, it, if not, maybe the very end, because he was not in the prophetic dream. That's true. I don't think he would have showed then, up until then... maybe very near Hashtag the end, like as a never. twist or something, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Or they could have just not done yeah. that. Um, mm-hmm. Which would have been fine. Um yeah, God, like, well, okay, so, I'm just trying to think. So, so basically, 
Angela's prophetic dream is what we have to, like, hang a lot of stuff off of. Mm-hmm. And we see all of our, our, our favorite heroes dead. Yep. And we see our, our group of villains sort of team up. A villain team, if mm-hmm. you will. And uh, so, so what does that mean? Like, I wonder how similar that would have been. Because in villains, they do have a breakout of villains. Mm-hmm. But they don't really team up. No, I think the breakout would have still happened. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, her, her dream's just being concise. But we already know some of yeah. those uh, villains have teamed up in the past. We know Adam and Maury both work together. Yes, yes, yes. It just would have been cool to see Barbara because we don't know anything about her personality Mm-mm. whatsoever. Because I feel like so. we heard that Barbara was going to happen. And then mm-hmm. the Barbara that we get in um, season three was just like a kind of an Easter egg to people who knew. Like, see, Hop, still Barbara. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Even though Tracy is, ugh, I hate saying Tracy's cool because it sounds like I'm trying to make a pun, but, um, <laughs> spoilers. But she is. <laughs> I like Tracy. I like Tracy quite a bit. Um, mm-hmm. I love a, I love a waspy ice queen, if I may. Mm-hmm. So. Plus, she gets to do a lot of, like, Nathan stuff again, and they have good chemistry together. Yes. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, God, I'm, I'm just sat here, like, what would, because, you know, it's just my Do you think obsession. Nathan would have died? What would, what would Siler's story have been? Oh, it- Nikki would have died. Oh, no, that's not who I asked. I said, do you think Nathan would have died? Oh, Nathan? Mm-hmm. Um, you think... It, it, do I think they would have killed him sooner? Yeah. Do, I mean, do you think he would have died in Exodus? I'm thinking. Claire was trying to get in to save God, him. I don't know. Yeah. Do you think she'd have gotten in with her healing blood in time and saved Nathan? Oh, Um. Well, okay. Based on what we know about the show... Yes, because they have a hard time letting go of actors that they like. True, fair, fair. So yes, okay. Um, but if they really wanted to like stick it to you know everyone and just be like, "Ooh, shit's real," then they would do it. But because of the fact that they they held on to Pazar so much longer mm-hmm. than than he maybe would have otherwise, like they did not want to do what they did, but they had to do it for the storyline, I mm-hmm. guess. So. Which we'll talk Which, about you know, that then. Arguments could be made that they don't need to do that. But, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But back to what you were saying, uh-huh. Siler. What's he gonna do? I mean, other than give himself <laughs> way too many powers. Um, I think L would have like, caught uh, him. You think? Because I do you think they do you think they still would have ba 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 banged? I I feel like. They almost were, like, leading up to Elle's actual storyline that we get to see, that air quote recon. That that uh-huh. did happen. Like, they'd met before. Even in the loft. It was kind of like a you moment. Like, we got to see at the end. Yeah. And when they look at each other in front of the diner. Mm-hmm. It's very like, hey. I wonder how much, though, we would have seen of him just because of the Quinto availability. Because he was going to be gone in the <sighs> yeah. spring. So you think it would have been an issue of just, like, they catch him and then he's just off the table for a minute? Like, we get that. I don't think he was in Exodus at all. And they would have been so maybe filming stuff film other people. for villains in that meantime? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's quite likely. Because, okay, so the thing about... <laughs> so the thing about villains, the version that we get, and the version that they, like, hint at, mm-hmm. is that... They have these characters. So in this version of events, it would have been Adam, Barbara, Maury, Knox, just as a featured, you know, group. I'm sure they would have had other people, other schmoes. Mm-hmm. But um, it was just one of those things where it was like the show always had a hard time not having Siler as a villain. Because mm-hmm. he's just a too damn charismatic. Um, so anytime they tried to be like, no, this is the bad guy instead, it was always hard for people to really take to. Um, but I think it would have been an interesting attempt, like, basically uh, because of the Adam of it all. I don't care how spoilery this is. One of the biggest mistakes the show ever fucking made was Arthur Petrelli killing Adam Monroe. So. <laughs> Losing David Anders? What's wrong with mm-hmm, you? Mm-hmm. Like, I know you agree. So. <laughs> you know, I, you know, I agree, of course, but yeah. But it is, though. Um, he actually has the charisma and the charm to become, you know a baddie worth giving a shit about Mm -hmm. and the history and, you know, just, yeah. And in such an interesting package of someone who on the surface does not seem that dangerous because all he can do is heal. 
That being said... But, like, that's what's so interesting about it. Yes. That being said, I have to wonder what his arc would have been. Like, where does it end? You can't keep cat-mousing, even though the show doesn't like to let people go. Yeah, it doesn't. Um, Hero would never fucking give up, but he's also just proclaimed he's not using time travel again. Yeah. He could be pretty unaware for a while that Adam has been on Earth. Yeah. So, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, They would have to figure out something to do with him, but I definitely feel like he should have gotten more time than he ends up getting. Mm -hmm. It's like I said, it's really hard to find a charming and charismatic and interesting villain, and they have one, and sadly, they don't really know what to do when they don't have him in that role. It's difficult for them. As uh, the show, it's difficult for the show to not know what to do when everybody's not, like, teaming up against Siler. Like. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, then they have other villains, you know, come along, like, successfully. Like, the government. Mm-hmm. You know? Which is a much, you know, a really cool way to, to do things. And a classic story that, you know, people with powers usually have to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, I don't know. I'll be. I- I'm intrigued because it's like I know Mori and I know Knox, and like they're fine. They're not big bad territory. Well, I assume we'd meet some people like we did some other villains, where we get our little like you know gallery of here of uh, villains. Yes, and 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 again, they're all fine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, okay. Like yeah. Without being super spoilery, right? Because there is no real okay. villain villain other than. As we've said, Arthur. Yes. That's, Arthur is like villain's villain. Yes, absolutely. Volume f- one, two, three, four has a familiar person as the villain. It does. Um, plus another one, a new it. character who is fun as well. Mm. And then volume five has a new character as a villain who I think goes back to your charismatic villain. You have to have someone charismatic and interesting, and it all comes down to casting and mm-hmm. writing. But if you can't cast a decent person, you're not, I mean, it's game over before it even mm-hmm. begins. And so they were really smart to cast the person that they cast in Volume mm-hmm. 5. Because mm-hmm. he's damn good at that, in a Quinto kind yes. of way. Where they're just so fucking good at being bad. Um, the fun of the Volume 4 thing is that it takes someone we know and love and makes us hate him. So. Mm-hmm. Which is always um, a delightful path to go down. And, and obviously is great for story because several of these characters already have a relationship with that person and that is um, going to be changed. Mm-hmm. So, a lot to do there. But, yeah, it's really hard to establish a new one. So, I would have been intrigued to see what they did if they didn't have Arthur Petrelli for one Yeah, thing. what would the original villains have been with its shortened amount of episodes mm-hmm. is, I think, something that we should keep coming back to as we watch villi- as we watch this next volume. What we yes. think would have been different had the writer's strike not happened. What storylines would have been snipped out of the way? Uh, yeah, because I- I'm sure there's quite a few where they would have been like, no... Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But I emphasize again, they did not have a big plan. They liked writing on the seat didn't. of their pants. Which is a choice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the edge of the seat. Take them wherever they wanted it to take them creatively. Yes. And also, let's not lie to listen to the fans. And be able to get rid of things that aren't They working. definitely wanted to try that with season two, yeah. Which we didn't get, since we didn't do our full, like, yearbook yeah. for it. Let's ask now. What characters sure, okay. did you like less on the rewatch? Oh, gross. Um, fuck. Who did I like less on for, the For, um, season two. Yeah, yeah. Who did I like less? I can tell you who mine oh. was that I liked less. It, is it Wes? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah? Yeah, I guess, like, gun to head, it would have to be... It'd have to be Wes. Yeah. Yeah, because it's not Parkman this volume, surprisingly. Key, and then, you know, who do we like more? I think we both agree on that, too. Who do you say? It's Monica. Yes, yes. Justice for Monica. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Not enough, like, not enough time. No, no. She was so 
fucking cool. And she could have, like, God, I don't know, went to college with Claire or something and got wrapped up in everything. Like, oh, my God. Right? I, uh, <laughs> I would have, like, that or still love to have seen the fucking, like, um, the mini hero team where it was, like, Micah, her, Nikki, DL, of course. All that never was going to happen, but you know what I mean? The, their, their take on the Fantastic Four, and it would have been perfect. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Ugh. Shake my little fist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, definitely Monica. <laughs> yeah, I forgot yeah. how weird West was. <laughs> He's such a little... But you know, it is so funny, though, because we did that, you know, graphic novel reread. If you read the one where he's met her before, it actually kind of makes sense why yes. he's such a weirdo about her, so... That does help. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But again, you shouldn't demand that the casual viewer do all that extra homework. No. So... <laughs> Mm-hmm. Which is, like, a, a big problem I have with, like, Monica. I think she ends up getting put in the comics. And it's like, that's great, I guess, but... Maya as well. Who don't, yeah, there's lots of people who don't read the comics. Mm-hmm. And so they get fucked. Who so. don't read the comics and now in this um, new media age won't get to read them because they're hard to find. They're hard to find unless you know where to look. All of the ARG stuff that makes appearances in the comic also impossible <laughs> to find. The comic and the show at times. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Like, there's a character who shows up in Villains, um, who was fully introduced in, like, these little short videos. Remember Rachel? Mm-hmm. It was, like, the recruit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, she's fully introduced completely away from the main show and the comics. Like. Yep. No, you you can't you cannot demand that the casual viewer make a part time job out of following all this shit. Like you just can't. Yeah, I don't know. I just oh the, the the could have been of so much of this, and then like like I was saying to Rachel before we even started uh, doing the show proper, and I was just you know being a stupid fangirl. We're never gonna get to see Quinto wear those outfits in canon. No, nope. <laughs> and his hair is spectacular. Mm-hmm. He's got that slicked back hair in villains. Yep. Which is, like, a choice. So. Well, he's, like, coming off Spock hair. He is, and I understand the, you know, mechanics of that. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm still gonna cry a little tear. <laughs> <laughs> we will uh, definitely, though, have to keep this in our minds as we watch season three and maybe come back to it after volume three. Oh, definitely. About our thoughts on it all then. Definitely, yes. Mm-hmm. Because, yeah, it's it's kind of like the thing we talked about in our bonus episode. So much of this is still going to happen. It's yes. It's fate, man. Mm-hmm. Yep. In one way or the other. Mm-hmm. So. I think that just about does it. Do we have anything else to talk about? I don't think so, no. Yeah. So ne- next week will be a double episode, yes? <laughs> I guess, yeah. <laughs> Explain Just the reasoning put, behind a double episode. Put you on blast for the ten or so people who listen to us regularly. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I think it should be because how it aired when season three premiered, it was a double episode event. Like, it literally, in the beginning of the second one, goes, Heroes continues now, or whatever. So I was like, we should do a double a double episode. I think because that it why should wouldn't be, you want to hear us talk for three hours about one thing? <laughs> I think it should be two separate episodes that we can release. Well, the like same two day. separate episodes, but yeah, they'll be released like at the same time. Mm. Yep, or near the same time. So, because I don't know if I want to edit a three-hour episode. Like, I don't want to make you. Edit yeah, a I'll still be editing I'm a three-hour episode. It, so. Yeah, so <laughs> that's why I'm like, I guess you you want to torture me? You better be recording this on Sunday or Monday, babe, because otherwise, it ain't gonna come out on the same day. Oh, goodness. <laughs> I'm telling you that right now. I, I, I solemnly swear um, <laughs> to make it as easy for you as possible. I, I, I will not fuck around for like an hour before we record. <laughs> like, I will not eat during the uh, recording. <laughs> <laughs> because, yeah, they they aired the same night. They were, It was a two-part event. And, and that's how you get the whole, like, everyone's shit, too. Yep. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah avoiding the thing that happens in Generations, where everyone's all, like, not in every episode or whatever. Don't so. show up until episode four or whatever. Yeah, isn't that right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mr. Gray? Yeah. So. 
<laughs> they immediately throw his ass in the front. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh man, it's going to be, I'm just going to get spoilery now because I don't care. It's going to be so fun to do that one in like a, a post Halloween time because he's straight up like Michael Myers stalks Claire through that house. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, anyway, so we're planning on recording both of the, the first episodes of season three and releasing them fairly back-to-back. Um, because we love you, no. Um, because, uh, <laughs> because, yeah, that's just, that's what they did. They aired them. It was a, it was a two-hour premiere, so... Just trying to be uh, as realistic as I can be to how it all went down. So, mm-hmm. yep. So, um, we're gonna go, and Rachel's gonna murder me for making that promise. On I'll just episode. fucking cut it. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna kill me <laughs> from half a half a country away. Yes. Yeah, she's gonna siler me. She's gonna <laughs> cut my head open. Why am I bleeding? Is it stigmata? No, it's Rachel siloring you from another state. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, so anyway, we're starting season three. We're really excited. It is the big season where a lot of people went, fuck this show. And uh, just as many people went, you're all wrong. And um, one could argue a fandom splintered and never, ever resumed. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Game back together. Yep. So it's going to be really fun to get into that. I'm excited. Me too. Me too. I have not seen a lot of stuff from this season in so long. Like, season one and two, we've both watched a lot. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stuff from season three I don't fucking remember. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of stuff from season four I don't remember. Season so. four is a blur. I think I've rewatched it once. <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah. So, that'll be fun. Um, yeah, thanks for joining us. We'll see you then. Have a happy Halloween. Sure. Why not? Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, bye, everybody. Bye-bye.